The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my wickedly awesome co-hosts. First up, all she wanted to know was why she was abandoned as a child. It's Katie Cat. Aww. Now I'm sad. You Hello, should be. Guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Can't wait to talk about the episode with you. Next up, she tricked Peter Pan to get Pandora's box. It's Ava Stark. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome back. What are you going to do with the box? I'm going to keep someone safe. OMG. Yes. We're stupid. Next up. <laughs> her armor must now be used to protect those she loves. It's Ashley Michelle. Oh, hey guys. This is why I'm going to protect all of you guys. Oh, especially me. Uh, why do you need protection? Awkward silence after that. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, we will have a new co-host next week. And uh, she tried to eat the fruit of the gods, but came up short. It's Priscilla. No, it just turned into dust in my hands, but this episode won't. Hey, guys. You could use it to season stuff. It looked like chili powder, didn't it? Like It did. Spicy. Good stuff. I agree. So, special announcements, listeners, because it's it's about that time. We're going to start wrapping things up. So, I wanted to give all of you that are tuning in right now some special dates to consider. In two weeks, on May 17th, we will be streaming and making available to download our double episode season finale, covering both hours of Once Upon a Time's two-hour Season 5 Finale. In three weeks, on May 24th, we will be streaming and making available to download our Season 5B Postmortem, where all of us are going to gather together and discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of Season 5B. Then, in four weeks, on May 31st, we will be streaming and making available to download our special 
Once Turns 100 Retrospective, where we are going to go back, way back, to Season 1, Season 2. We're going to discuss everything. We didn't exist, actually, during Season 1 and 2. Our Season 1 is Once's Season 3. So this is going to be the first time that we're going to be able to discuss the early portion of Once Upon a Time, which is really exciting. Then, yes, there's more. Later on this summer, we will be revisiting Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. We will be covering the Once Upon a Time spinoff with our very own broadcast, which is titled, appropriately enough, Storybrook Weekly Mirror in Wonderland. So get ready for that later on this summer. We'll keep you up to date via our social media on when you'll be able to download those broadcasts. Right, Katie? Oh, yes, for sure. Katie's excited to go back to Wonderland. Yeah, I am. It's going to be exciting. You definitely, definitely want to tune in. Exactly. We're going to get our Red Queen on. Oh, yeah. After all those exciting announcements, let's jump into our recap of episode 520, which was titled Firebird and aired on May 1st, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Hades turns to the heroes to ask for help with getting Zelina back from Rumpelstiltskin and Peter Pan. In return, he offers to take all their names off their tombstones. However, when Hook is still unable to leave, he and Emma must journey into the depths of the underworld. Meanwhile, Cruella DeVille is determined to keep the heroes trapped in the underworld. In flashbacks, Emma searches for answers about her family and makes an unexpected friendship. Alright people, let's get everyone's initial reaction to this episode. And let's start off with Emma's number one cheerleader, Katie. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's the OG cheerleader, Ash. Don't hate. <laughs> okay, so oh my goodness. That episode was so good. It was so emotional and beautiful. And I wanted to rewatch it right away so I could relive the pain over again. You want to relive oh. the pain? It was so Why? beautiful. It was amazing. Aww. Hashtag my emotions. Hashtag my emotions. Hashtag my feels. The feels. Oh my. So many feels. It was it was really good. And it was so well done. And oh, I just... I can't describe it. It was just beautiful. Aww. Well, hopefully you will be able to describe it throughout this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. We can pray. Yeah. Don't pass yes. out. Oh my. I'll try, try not to. <laughs> okay, so uh, since she got offended, let's go next to Emma's, uh, I guess, um, Emma's champion understudy, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Just in case if, if Katie falls down the stairs or something. Emma's cheerleader. We'll go with that. Well, Emma's yeah. cheerleader understudy. Just in case Katie falls down the stairs, <laughs> Ash is there. To uh, take over. Here. Yep, he is. <laughs> well, no, because she's the OG. You're the one that got offended. 
So, Ash, go ahead. What did you think? God. Oh, I knew. I knew that we were going to get hurt this episode, but but not like that. No, there. I was actually crying. I was actually crying. Oh, I'm not surprised. That's cute. <laughs> I've like had to like vent myself out to so many people and I'm like, did you watch the episode yet? And whenever they said that they didn't, they watched it within an hour of me telling them to and they came to me and it was like tears in their eyes like, no! So why? Why did this have to happen? Like everyone across the board here is feeling the feels. Hopefully some of them uh, were, were Nielsen families. Yes. <laughs> Priscilla, are you feeling the feels? I loved the, like, I got the feels and, like, anyone around me, probably, like, my next door neighbors could hear me going, like, no! Oh my god, why? But what... Oh, that was you. What I got about that fucking episode that I'm happy is like past Emma and once upon a time getting back to being super sarcastic again. Like I, the, the times I didn't spend having the feels, I spent laughing just because they're so sassy to one another. I love it. This is a great episode. And we know that you are not Emma's biggest champion, Ava, but what did you think of the Emma-centric episode? Uh, surprisingly, I liked it. I... Oh. Well, because, you know, what people were like... I think like, the oh, underworld just be... shook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, people were like, this is gonna be a Captain Swan episode. So I'm like, oh god, I don't even want to watch this. Um, I can skip it and still be caught up. But I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch it. And I watched it. This was an Emma-centric episode, which I absolutely loved. I... Oh, I love the backstory, the jacket backstory, the Emma, how she became a bail, bail bonds person. Um, just, it was a good Emma episode, but also it had some good stuff for my favorite, Rumpelstiltskin, which made me super happy, because I was like, no, 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 and then I'm like, yes, I'm alive again. Thank God, because I thought this was it. But yeah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. All right now. So I guess high scores overall because I enjoyed the episode as well. I thought it was a really strong episode for Jennifer Morrison. Major props to her for really bringing the gamut of emotions throughout the entire episode. And it was a really strong episode, I think, for all of our characters, heroes and villains alike. So uh, kudos to the writers and uh, the actors as well. So before... We get into a thorough recap of uh, the episode. Here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Please like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram simply at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. 
Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives and search for Storybook Weekly Mirror through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Right, everybody? Subscribe. Yes, subscribe. You're going to get to us. Email us. Subscribe. Aw, talk to me, please. <laughs> talk to me. You're my only friend. You're our only hope. You're our only hope. All right, let's get into it, everyone. A quick shout out to the opening title sequence, which featured Emma's yellow bug driving through the red tinted forest. So let's start in the past, way in the past, and I'm talking about the year 2009 in uh, the state of Maine. And we open up at Shantley's Lobster House, which we all should recognize as uh, the location, or near the location, where baby Emma and Pinocchio arrived into our world from the Enchanted Forest back in 1982. Good grief, that's a long time ago. We have adult Emma, she has begun her quest to find her birth family, and uh, she's questioning the workers there at uh, the lobster house, but uh, the worker's like, oh, you know, no one that works here has been here for like six months, and, you know, let alone, you know, 20 some odd years, uh, you know, there we don't even have uh, long-term customers because the food's not that good. Although, really, a lobster house? Like, you don't even have a good lobster roll. But anyway, I digress. So, while she's getting her grub on and um, sort of uh, stressed out and uh, a bit emotional about this um, dead end, basically, she's joined by a woman named Cleo Fox, who we learn is a bail bonds woman, and she's been tracking Emma since Emma robbed a few convenience stores in Phoenix, and so she's there to collect Emma. And then in, I don't know if we want to call it a shot-for-shot shot remake, but pretty much kind of from uh, the opening scene of Once Upon a Time as a whole, we have Emma this time running away from the bail bonds person, heading over to her car, the bail bond person following her, nearly getting hit, the bail bonds person that is, and uh, you know Emma trying to escape, but of course there is a boot on her car. Dun dun dun. So let's pause right here and let's discuss the introduction of Cleo Fox as well as uh, Emma circa 2009 in Maine. What did we think? Katie? I really liked it. I loved the I loved my favorite one of my favorite parts about this entire episode was the parallel to the pilot in that first little segment there with Cleo that was it was just so fun to see that you know the very first scene that Emma was in in the pilot we get to see kind of happen to her way back when she was still young or you know well it would have only been a year before was it only a year before yeah it was 2009 2010 is that did they did they actually say that did they the thing 
I didn't it read said 2009 uh, uh, during the main section, and then it, it did fast forward to 2010 later on, which we'll yeah. discuss a little bit later. So it's two years before like the Henry debacle happened, like before. a year really, because or a year and a half. Henry, I th when did Henry show up? It was in 2010 October, or 2011. 2011. Because I okay. thought at this so two point, years. I thought at this point Henry wasn't even born yet. Oh, he was. Yes, he was. That's 2009. Yes. I didn't catch them saying it was 2009. They showed it on, um, you know, when they show... Uh, yeah. yeah. I must have missed that. Well, anyways, it was still cool to see. I really liked it, and I love seeing, you know, a little bit younger Emma. Um, it was just great. I really liked it. And uh, this Cleo figure, she was a really interesting character, so... I enjoyed it. Ash, what about you? I think one of my favorite scenes of this entire episode is in the beginning where you see Cleo walking to Emma. Very slow, very purposeful, not worried about her running away. And we see that what Emma did in the pilot is the exact same thing that she did to the guy. It was, um, sorry, that... What Emma did in the pilot to that guy is the same thing that Cleo did to her. I think it was a very nice circle back to season one. Season one part of the episode. I like it. What did you think, Ava? I have to agree with Ash. That was a really good touch. Uh, what I liked about it, it was um, how it was a woman who became this uh, a figure for Emma the centaur, I guess, um, and then how she learned it was from another strong woman. So it showed, uh, again, once again, the show showed strong woman. Uh, it was great seeing that. I, I loved that part of, it was just like complete, like super paralleling that pilot, how they got there. And then she's like, oh, the kind of girl who now stops me if I'm wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then they go and she runs away and her car is I totally forgot the word. But yeah, you know. Booted. What I mean. Yes, booted. Yes. Yeah, I love Priscilla, it. what about you? There's a lot of little things that I liked about this part. First of all, like, I love that dry humor that Emma has, like, when she first comes in and she's like, hey, that's a cute picture of a kid. Like, what's going on? And she just shuts down. She's like, um, okay, random stranger coming and talking to me. Like, back off. Like, I, I miss curmudgeon Emma. Like, a lot more like I'm I missed Emma with their shields up it, it's just it was something that I hadn't seen before like I kind of have seen throughout the seasons how they rely more and more on other people and it's less on how strong one person is like on their own and we got to see more of that with Emma furthermore like I just I I agree that I, I loved the mirroring like effect that we had with like the first season episode and this one but a small part of me is just like yes because august um and pinocchio august and pinocchio august and neil had said that their plan was for her to go to jail so she'd get on the right track well obviously she's still like committing crimes like two years before henry's about to come so that didn't help like that really was nothing it just proves to me like that what they did was wrong. Interesting. Okay, look at Priscilla 
giving us a little historical uh, perspective. I like that. Thank you. I didn't think of that at all, so that was a great point. Yeah, that's interesting. So, okay. I enjoy th this aspect of the episode as well. I love the parallels. I think we've seen parallels with all of our characters, whether it's stuff that's happening to them in the present day versus the Enchanted Forest or stuff that's happened in the past, you know, just in the past general, that sort of parallels their life in the future. So it was, I don't know, it was really good and really strong, a great introduction to this Cleo character. And uh, it was nice to see, like, this chapter in Emma's life, especially since, I mean, we've sort of assumed i guess that emma had been looking for her family and that kind of stuff but it's nice that she actually you know ended up finding the location and then revisiting and it was great to see her sort of visit these or i should say at least visit this iconic location that we've seen in the past and once again i wish that i had a lobster roll because i'm sure would have been good but anyway <laughs> those look like shitty lobster rolls though like even the the, the ladies like nobody's a fan of this place and even emma didn't finish her freaking like lobster plate that she got she there. didn't even get to freaking take a bite in it <laughs> she wasted all that money because a lobster roll is at least ten dollars not like I'm it was her saying. money she stole it <laughs> well, that's true oh emma you just got called out but anyway so emma of course gets captured and uh you know uh, she's uh in uh, the hotel with Cleo, she gets handcuffed and all that kind of stuff so that she can't leave while Cleo goes and takes a shower. But of course, uh, this gentleman by the name of Neil taught Emma how to pick locks and so she's picking the cuffs and she's ready to escape, but she sees uh, Cleo's laptop open and it's, it's basically a, an avenue to search for information and that kind of stuff. So although Cleo jumps out the shower and uh, doesn't see Emma handcuffed and she's ready to go and like hunt her down, she catches Emma at the computer and Emma's like, do all of you like have this like information? Like, can you do this? Can you do that? And, and after a sort of just conversation and, and in particular about Emma's life and Emma being abandoned and Emma, you know, finding that there are these records at the courthouse nearby, you know, maybe this could be a means for Emma to find out, you know, a little bit more about her and her parents and why she was abandoned and the boy that had found her and all this kind of stuff. So, with a little bit of convincing to Cleo, they decide to stay the night in Maine and to spend the day, the following day, at the courthouse trying to find some information. But they make a deal if uh, nothing is found there, or even if stuff is found there, you know, they still will be heading back to Phoenix the following day so that Emma can uh, face. Uh, her crime, basically, and judgment and all that kind of stuff. So they head on over to the courthouse, and that's where Cleo and Emma have this interesting conversation. Cleo's basically like, you see this jacket, you know, you make fun of it and all this kind of stuff, but this is my armor. You know, you need armor. Your emotions are all over the place. You're guided by your emotions, and that's why you keep on getting into trouble. And so once the um, gentleman returns with the file on Emma... I mean, there's nothing. 
there's the newspaper clipping, there's uh, information on the blanket that was uh, found and that kind of thing, but there really is, is nothing else. And Emma sort of breaks down, but Cleo's like, hey, listen, you know, we made a deal, nothing was found, we're going to go back, this, that, or the other. Later on that night, Emma can't help herself, and so she heads back to the courthouse, and she breaks in to see if she can find some more information. She finds the file, but it seems like there's nothing more there than uh, what she had seen previously, but there's some noise, so she freaks out. She grabs the three-hole punch, and uh, she's ready to whack at the person that... uh, might be there maybe a security guard or something but no it's cleo and it's cleo you know saying you know i'm risking my butt here you know if we get caught they're not going to see a, a bail's bonds person and you they're going to see two criminals breaking into a government office you know we need to get out you know we need to leave and all this kind of stuff and as they're ready to leave uh, the police have arrived uh, they they've surrounded the front of the building uh, so cleo helps emma escape by breaking a window and they both jump out it's only like a floor i guess but still ouch and so as they run away we notice that cleo is injured she ends up uh, getting a shard of glass uh, impaled into her abdomen and uh, as Cleo is succumbing to the injuries in an alley she tells Emma that uh, she doesn't have any family that the only family member that she has left is her daughter that she gave up a long time ago that was a picture that Emma had seen Cleo had taken that picture from across the street and she doesn't know the daughter the daughter doesn't know her and this or the other and uh, she basically tells Emma that she needs to leave now that uh, the police are arriving and uh, you know this that or the other and so Cleo ends up dying in the alley and Emma flees <laughs> uh, this is Boom. a comedy variant. why are you laughing at Cleo dying <laughs> just because like first season we have fucking the Mad Hatter being pushed out of a glass thing like three stories high and like he's fine and just falls into a hat this chick falls what one story and somehow she's impaled by glass and was running and doesn't realize hey well she's Olaf oh my god yes she's (laughs) totally Olaf oh my god I was impaled shout out to Olaf (laughs) we were missing him in the frozen arc and we Cleo is Olaf obviously right oh my god (laughs) I laughed at that and I laughed at like Shit, they're in a government office that maybe, like, has, like, old, like, record. Like, it's a, it's a city record place. Why are they treating this like they murdered someone or something? <laughs> Why are they like, oh, my God, it's the coppers. And there's, there's like, what, five police cars going after them? Like, why? Why? Well, it is breaking and entering. And it is breaking and entering into a government uh building i don't know if there were five police cars it might just have been the one but uh i can understand why they'd be in trouble no why they'd be in trouble is one thing why like there's cop cars and i must somehow thinking that there's an ambulance coming like this this was turned up like by a factor of 10 in the volume scale like what what the fuck is going on here i was i was just laughing i was 
It's Maine. They don't have that much crime in Maine. So. Once Jessica Fletcher solved all the murders. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. They're real bored. The storybook gets more Isn't, shit. You know, the biggest event that they've had in a while. Gotta get everyone involved in it. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's at the lobster shack. <laughs> so, okay, let's discuss the Cleo arc. I mean, obviously there's a little bit more left to the story, but before we get into that, let's talk about what has transpired between Emma and Cleo over their time together. Because this was a significant moment in Emma's young adult life, I would say. Yes. Yes, it was. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it is what drew her to become a Bale Bondswoman and the birth of the the red leather jacket, I guess you can say. Um, but it was just, it was, I really liked it. I liked, um, it gave us, you know, a different look into Emma's past that we haven't seen before. This is, you know, after she's done with jail, after she's done with the foster care system. So this is, you know, kind of an emotional Emma walking through the streets, you know, well, what am I going to do with my life? Um, you know, I've been in jail. I'm just stealing things all the time. And uh, where am I going to go from here? I'm looking for my parents, but not getting anywhere. So it's it was interesting to kind of visit that era in her life that we haven't seen before. Um and to see kind of where she got her purpose, where she got um, the, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. Um, guidance? Inspiration. Yes, guidance there you inspiration. Go. Where she got the inspiration to do something different with her life and to become something different. Um, so that was very interesting. I really liked it, and I liked the touch that... Cleo also had given up a child and, and unlike Emma, she was actually following her child and um, you know, stalking and taking pictures and stuff apparently but um, I almost, I kind of felt like it was weird to me that Emma didn't react at least in my opinion, didn't react the way I thought she would to someone else saying that they had you know, given their child up at birth Seeming as Emma had done that as well, but maybe I don't know. I just felt like she, I felt like she should, she would have reacted differently since she had given up Henry not too long ago. But mm -hmm. I don't know. That was just like a small, tiny, minor thing that didn't bother me too much. But I really, I really liked this arc. It was a good flashback. To a different time in Emma's life that we haven't seen up to this point. So I really liked it. Two comments to what you just said. Well, first off, when you were saying that Emma had to become something different, something different, I, it just had flashes of Arrow in my mind. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh god. I need to become something different. Yes, you have it's just failed funny. This podcast. Failed this podcast. Puppy Chulo. I have, I promise. <laughs> what? And the second thing that I wanted to mention that you just said is uh, I thought it was an interesting choice that they didn't use the whole best chance motif that they always use on this show. Like, I'm, I'm kind of sad that Cleo didn't tell Emma the reason that I gave up my child was to give 
her her best chance. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It, it might be it might be because they're veering away from that now because we're not saying like baby sweet pea like is being taken away for her best chance from her mother like it's well yes remember Zelina when she tearfully gave up the baby to Regina right before Robin disappeared into the forest <laughs> she was like this is my baby's best chance and it's been reversed later on in this episode so like, I, I think they're starting to realize like that the children themselves like Henry looked for her like like his mother and Emma started looking for her mother like it's just people giving like their kids away for their best chance isn't necessarily going to stop them from looking for who they belonged to like so it, it made sense that Emma like is is so busy trying to figure out who she is that she doesn't really think about the fact that there might be somebody searching for her. Yeah, that's true. But it would have been nice if Cleo would have said that because it would have fallen into the theme, especially of uh, early Once Upon a Time. But uh, let's get everyone else's opinions on Cleo and uh, the death of Cleo. Ash? I, every time I just think about her, I think of how stupid it is that she ties to her. Like that. I have to Can I just that. say, I thought it was weird how she was in the alley and then all of a sudden she was dead. Yeah. Like she was talking and then like she like, died. Divergent when the mom just dies. It's really sad. Spoilers! And now you just ruined everyone that hasn't seen Divergent. Well, Thanks, Katie! Been out for, like, Spoilers, years. Katie! Well, wow. for lord's sake, if you haven't seen it by now, get out I of the hole you're in. Did y'all also hear that Bambi's mother died? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, I can't yes. stand that glass part because of adrenaline. And when you were, you have your adrenaline pumping through your body, your pain centers don't work as... Yeah. They cut off for a while. But as soon as that yes. adrenaline starts to drop, you feel it up immediately. She would have felt it like before they started to slow down. And for nobody to notice that she was bleeding either herself or emma is ugh. it's like what yeah but the police did notice they're like there's a trail of blood <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that noticed before <laughs> she did what dig so there's a trail of blood we can catch them <laughs> there's like a trail of blood they're probably dead <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate what she did for Emma and how much she, hmm, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like that she led to some of Emma's decisions later. Like she's, I'm guessing the reason why Emma became a bail bond person, that she wanted to be like her, that she became a role model for Emma to look up to. It was nice to get that flashback. Piece of the puzzle we didn't know we needed. <laughs> and Ava, you haven't given your thoughts. What's your take on Cleo and Cleo's influence on Emma? I like I said, I liked it. Uh, my personal opinion, I wish this episode was uh, somewhere early on in Emma's journey. Um, 
because in season three we see her getting her jacket how putting her armor on and blah 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 and then here we get the um the backstory of that and then i just wish that clea was a different episode uh or we had known her previously than now so we would be like oh we know this character okay and then when she died we would be like oh well that's sad because she died i was like okay i mean who cares uh she was just a character that was thrown well out damn <laughs> cleo ava don't she's, got time for you she's i, I see well, where she's coming from though if, if she had been introduced like earlier maybe we would have felt something more mm-hmm. but yeah that's just funny yeah it's just like oops i got it failed uh, just okay <laughs> But, but like I liked it. I liked this, the entire story, the the journey between these two, what she did for Emma. Like she didn't have to do that, because I mean Emma could have been lying to her to get away, but she was like, no, you know what? This girl is looking for something. Let me just help her. So it was good. One of the throwaway lines is like, it's Arizona. It's not that bad. I'm like, she's, yes, it is. God, I no, it was here. good because because she was like, it's not hell, and then they flash back to the underworld. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. I was like, yup, they got that right. <laughs> it's hell, literally hell. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, a year later, in the year 2010, in Boston, this time around, after Cleo has passed, we see Emma in her bug, and she is now a bail bonds woman and uh she's chatting on the phone with her boss she's like you know thank you for giving me a chance i promise they were going over a couple cases but she quickly gets off the phone and heads into a shop where cleo's biological daughter tasha morris works it's like a little department store boutique type of thing and emma had collected information about cleo so that uh, she could provide tasha with a lot of information about her birth mother and um tasha is sad but appreciative of of everything that she's done and uh tasha's like is she looking for me and then emma of course has to tell her that uh, she has passed on and uh so she leaves all the information with Tasha, and just before Emma leaves, something catches her eye. She heads off to one of the racks. She, you know, takes something off the rack. She's like, can you ring this up for me? Tasha says yes, and uh, that's where Emma purchases her red leather jacket, a.k.a. her armor. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. That was also like... I found your birth mother. <gasps> really? She's dead. Oh, can, yeah. Can you ring this up for me too? Like while you're at it, wipe the tears. Can I get a discount? Exactly. <laughs> can I get a discount? <laughs> I knew your mom. Yeah. It's come so far. She was nice to me, and she died because of me. <laughs> Pretty much. The episodes come so far, like the seasons from. I remember watching the DVD commentary of, like, season one of the episode one and them saying that, like, costume-wise, that red leather jacket was just a jacket that was painted red to pop out and it wasn't really meant to be, con- like, to continue on in the series. But because it be- because it was so, like, eye-catching, they decided to create a leather jacket 
like a red leather jacket to be a little bit more hardy for it. And I love the fact that they brought this out in this episode. Like I love the concept of wearing a jacket as your armor to remind yourself like not to 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 be wary of the world. And that's awe-inspiring. I loved this. Although it was just really odd like to get it from the boutique of the girl that you just told her mother died. Like that's, that's, that's not in the best taste, Emma. Yep. She needs to reevaluate her shopping techniques. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's too much. Any other thoughts on the acquisition of the red leather jacket? She knows her size really well to be able to look at something and just be like, that's perfect. I'm taking it. Like, she didn't even try it on. <laughs> she tried it. Yeah, she did. She did. No, she's like, ring this up, and then she put it on. I'm like, how did you know that was going to fit you? Well, there are probably she other knew. ones yeah. after that, you know, if she no, wanted she a different knows. size. But she knows, yes. She has the intuition. <laughs> Her powers as a savior means that she always has, like, the perfect size in mind. Well, my powers. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm also very glad that they Katie, don't hate. when they flash to the next scene where you have the image of Emma's current red leather jacket that it wasn't the same damn leather jacket. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she I think she keeps buying them like different, different styles with the same color. Because in the pilot, that's the leather jacket she's wearing. So that's why I was like, ooh, nice. I thought it would be just another red leather jacket. But it was the same, I believe, almost identical. Yay. Yeah, I think that's right. That's me. Yeah. I like that. It is. I loved it. I love that we got to see, like, the birth of the red leather jacket. And then, you know, we have, like, this meaning behind it now. She gave birth to a red leather jacket. That is no wonder it's red. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. dun, 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 dun. We are all done with you. <laughs> I'll go to the corner, but I'll go to the corner after asking this question because it's a very good question that Ava created. So Ava, you get five thousand Poppy Chulo Radio Power Points, non-redeemable as cash for this question. Should we have seen this flashback? earlier in the series' run. Did we think, without getting into what's going on in the underworld, because we'll be discussing that in a few moments, do we feel like this flashback was a good flashback to have with this episode, and or should we have seen this flashback or a similar flashback earlier on in the series' run? I liked the flashback placed as it is. I I agree with Eva though that I, I wish we had seen the character not not particularly in this flashback, but maybe in like maybe to have developed her a little bit more so I I could feel more when she departed. But like, I, I, well, I have no idea to say like when she, she got a glass shard through her stomach. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like hashtag the departed. I liked, I liked where it was here. I liked that we both got the birth of Emma Swan, like, and how she protects herself, 
and the like as you've seen past the seasons how she slowly like lo- like lowers that guard and lets other people like love so it coming later in the series makes sense to me i like it where it is but you know what would have been nice because we still don't know i mean we know kind of that she got the last name swan from a family uh one of her favorite foster families i think but it would have been nice if this character was introduced in season three because uh, that's when emma's emma's uh centric episodes basically kind of started in season three and and this lady's i keep forgetting her name last name should have been swan and that's how emma adapted it and who she became oh cleo swan yeah kind of like that that's my take it would have been in my opinion i still want to see that that flashback too i want to see the swans yeah yeah the swans i want to see but i hope that if they did show that, that it would add something new. Because, like, in my mind, I just picture, like, Emma being happy, you know, with the yeah. swans. Like, that just doesn't sound interesting to me to see, to be quite it honest. Does. It sounds good to me. We have Not no really. Flashbacks. That would be, like, the boring flashback that we would I all complain. No. Like, there would have to be something there as but to why we're seeing this like maybe yeah. maybe like she did something magical or something almost magical and you know something like like i just if it's just normal emma happy it's not going to be interesting well we when we we've seen baby emma and when she was uh confronted by merlin like as like in a really like sad child it would be nice and i, I feel awful saying this but like seeing emma the same way seeing her happy and with her guard down and with a new family and having that taken away like through her eyes like that that would be interesting that would add to her character to her history and we'd get to see the actress for baby emma again because she's cute i like her yes as long as they make it interesting and it has something to do with with i don't know just adding to the character Seeing happy Emma, I don't know if that would, like, if that's just the flashback, we'd need a little bit more. Like, maybe the villain of that season, you know, somehow interacted with her, kind of like the um, the Snow Queen and that kind of thing. Then that would make it interesting, but just to show it, just to show it, wouldn't be interesting to me, at least. Mm-hmm. Most of the flashbacks tie into the episodes, they find a way. Yes, love always finds a way. Right, Ash? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Aw. Aw, Ash is just still upset because you you, you called her the understudy. <laughs> well, well, if you push Katie down the stairs, you can be the star. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Black Swan was last season. We, we don't need to start with that shit. <laughs> Well, technically, it was just half a season ago, but it feels like it was a long time ago. It does. Like, this this season feels worlds different than, than oh, right, yeah. this oh. part of it feels different than the first part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, let's get into the underworld. And so, we pick up moments after... Regina encourages Alina to pursue a relationship with Hades, and we have our crew 
outside near the broken down clock tower and um, Hades shows up and basically is like I need your oh this is difficult for me to say I I need everyone's <gasps> help oh, oh. oh shit so Hades needs their help apparently the stiltskins as he called them have kidnapped Zelina, and uh, basically they want him to rip up the contract for Belle's baby, and uh, yeah, they're using Zelina's leverage so that the deal can be ripped up. And Hades asks Emma for help in, uh, you know, making sure that the deal goes through as uh, it should. So uh, he promises that if Emma helps him that he will erase everyone's names from the gravestone so our heroes will be able to leave the underworld. Dun, 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 dun. So over at the diner, Hades arrives and he meets with Gold and Peter Pan. Zelina's there. She has been cuffed so that uh, you know she cannot use her magic. And Hades agrees to Gold's demands and rips up the contract but then peter pan demands to take zelina's heart so that he can return to the land of the limit the living but uh, zelina's like you know my heart has a protection spell on it but he's like uh-uh dearie we've got better magic than you so he's ready to yank out her heart but emma arrives just in time to zap pan and uh gold and pan end up leaving separately you know gold ends up poofing first because he's like i ain't got nothing to do right here my my part of the deal succeeded goodbye father (laughs) and uh, so hades and zelina are reunited and uh Zelina is freed from the magic cuff by Hades, and the two share a kiss, and it is true love's kiss, because we see the special effects in the whoosh, and Hades' heart begins to beat once again. And uh, now Hades can live a normal life, he is no longer bound to the underworld, and he can leave the underworld with Zelina. And even, uh, you know, the underworld starts shaking and stuff, uh, making it known that Hades uh, can now depart the underworld. And, of course, Hades' heart starts ticking, 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 ticking. So, uh, per the agreement, Hades does uh, remove everyone's names from uh, the grave uh, stones, the tombstones, and uh, the clock tower has magically transformed into the cemetery, and a portal uh, will open very soon through the clock tower so that the heroes can leave the underworld and head back to Storybrooke. But the portal will close at sunset. And um, before the portal opens, though, Emma attempts to have her heart so that half of it is inside of her and half of it is in Hook so that he can live again and travel through the portal safely. But it doesn't work. And Hades explains that Hook's soul 
might not be able to return to his decaying body. He's been in the underworld for too long. As opposed to remember when um, David and Snow did the whole, you know, David died and Snow ripped her heart out and split it in half. That was because David had barely been dead for like a minute. His soul had not traveled to the underworld at that time. Hades was like, I don't remember you. So... Emma's insistence on bringing Hook back leads to Hades telling them of this rumor. A long time ago, there were two people, a couple, that uh, did bring someone back to life. And uh, they got the chance to escape the underworld. It's the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. And according to that, that Hook must acquire ambrosia, the food of the gods, to restore his body and to be reunited safely with his body. And in order to get the ambrosia, Emma has to go deep into the underworld and face a test to determine their true love based on her heart. So uh, before Emma and Hook go on the quest, Hades removes Emma's heart so that she can bring it with her for the test that she and Hook will face. And the others promise that they will wait for their return before they leave the underworld. But they must leave at sunset. Alright, so let's discuss everything that's happened so far. From the deal with Pan and Gold, to uh, the portal opening, Hades' true love kiss with Lena, and uh, this new quest that Emma and Hook have to do to restore Hook's body. And we'll start off with someone who would love to restore Hook's body, Ash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The Lena's true love kiss with Hades is what I want to talk about first. Because y'all know a couple episodes ago when Zelina made the decision to be with Hades before she had that fight with with, um, Regina. I'm sorry. She was in there in his lair and came up to him and was like, oh, well, maybe we can try to do this. And it seemed really fake to me. Like she was there like, oh, hey, I'm going to get you to fall in love with me. So then we can get out of here and then I'm going to leave you kind of thing. It's true. Like first season, they're like true love's kiss is the rarest thing of all. And now like people that just meet each other can get true love's kiss. Right off the bat. <laughs> well, they did not just meet each other. Well, sure, they rode a bike together, and then they did the <laughs> He made her dinner. Which she was kidnapped from. Leaps and bounds. No, the original dinner in Oz. <laughs> Which she didn't Several eat. Months- <laughs> <laughs> she, she pushed him away. Yeah, dinner like, is always getting like interrupted. She wasn't there for him. Like, it, like she just... Like, the whole thing of, I'm going to get you to fall in love with me, and then I'm going to go once I get what I want. And then she would fall, end up falling in love with him, and then he would be the one that left her. Like, I thought it was going to be that kind of thing. But no, it actually turned out to be true love. And that's what really surprised me, that, it, that she actually did fall in love with him, even though she was trying not to. I really thought you were going to bring up the... the, the 
bitch fest that freaking Hook and Regina had at the very beginning where he's just kind of like, are you, are, are you crazy? You can't turn a bad guy good. And I'm sorry, I love Hook, but I was watching this and crickets were chirping because I was like, dude, that is a real fine line. You're stepping there, Captain Hook to Killian Jones. Like, well, love Love well, he was also beating the shit out of by Hades recently. <laughs> that's true. So if there's anybody in the group that's going to be like, well, you can't turn him nice. Like, Hook had more than a few bloody places. It's true. I, I feel like... Mm, Go ahead, like, he had a point because, like, Zelina and Hades, oh, we're good! After, like, two episodes. And it's like... And it wasn't even probably like a day for them. It was just like yep. that was Trust all the now. same day. No, like wait, what? I was just being that's the same day Cora died. <laughs> that's the same day Cora died. That's like the same day. Yeah, it's just like you know. Yes, like two days ago, I was beat up by this guy, and now we trust him. Okie dokie. I'll try. To I will say, I don't know what they're doing with Hook. He's been extra assholey throughout this whole arc. To be quite honest, he always comes out with some dismissive quip, and I guess maybe it's because it's of the torment of the underworld. Yeah. But ever yeah. since they freed him, he's always been like poo-pooing them a bit. Yeah, Ooh. it's I don't the know. dark one that stayed in him. <laughs> yep. I just Apparently, thought it was funny because yeah. like he was like. Zelina changed what? And then Regina was like, says the the pirate with a drinking problem. And then he's like, uh, says the evil queen. It was really funny. <laughs> like, they all have room to talk, let's be honest. But they have redeemed themselves. And they still have that sassiness, though. I mean, Regina's still sassy from time to time. And Hook still's got this butthole comments from time to time so like they both don't really have room to talk except that they have you know sort of redeemed themselves up to this point they've gone through a lot and they've made different choices than they would have made in the past so it was an interesting conversation for them to have together even though it was like two lines I liked I I liked the fact that he's spilling the tea and telling it like it is because God knows somebody has to say it. that has to be like the voice for the audience and think like this is preposterous. Like <laughs> Emma used to be the one that like kind of injected that real world like what is going on here with Red Riding Hood and turning Hades good like stuff like that. Like, And if we're not getting it from Emma and we're not getting the realness from Regina well I'm fine with getting it from like Rumple and Hook. Like I, I like hearing those matter of fact things that we all yes. are thinking. Yes, it's great. Like just say what the audience is thinking, and it makes it that much funnier. It's great. I one of the funniest moments, and it's just how the actress like inf it, like inflected her voice to say it was when Hades is like, I need your help. And he, he says that um, Emma's going to be the one to help him. She just turns on. She's like, what? Why? <laughs> she's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that was one of my, that, that was oh, awesome. Emma. I love her. 
You see, we're getting back to like curmudgeon Emma, and I that's she's one of my favorites. So she's just like, Are you insane? Do you really want me to do like this? Give me back real life, Emma. Like, she's not a fairy tale princess, she's Emma freaking Swan. See, <laughs> but the, I, I, that Peter Pan plot was just so disappointing to me. Like, you, we have this guy who was who utterly wrecked the Avengers like for a really long time on his own little personal hell island, and now we have him and he's being like beaten by. Like a, a quick like magic spell, I it's it makes me feel sad. Like th he he used to be a really good villain and like to be reduced to nothing. Oh yeah, wow. it did kind of happen like super quickly, and I was like, oh okay, but I don't know, man. I feel like there's so many people in the river of lost souls now. Who sent you there? Oh, Rumple. Who? Rumple. <laughs> Everyone. Now, Rumple. Now we know for sure that the River of Lost Souls, like, once you're there, you're there. Like, you're not, you're not leaving. You're, you're not, this isn't some form of, like, heaven or, or some yeah. form of redemption ever. And now it makes me feel really sad for the other characters that, like, just died without, like, it don't be sad. Like narrating be flattered. It. No, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was evident when it happened to Mila. I still feel bad for Mila. Yeah, I do. I too. know. It's kind now of like, I, I was hoping that they were gonna like come up with something out of their ass to like free people from the River Sticks, like a like the penultimate episode or something. But I don't know. We're not getting that. Like these people, they're dead. They're gone. I oh. know. Poor Auntie M. Oh, yeah! That old lady didn't deserve shit! What the hell? Yeah, out of all of them, like, she really did not deserve it. Yeah. I feel and bad. hers was all liquefaction! I know, jeez! <laughs> she had the worst one. Poor Auntie M. Wow. Everyone else just got to bathe in it. Like, she turned into it. Poor woman. Well, around the time that all that's going on with the heroes, Pan poofs into Gold's shop, and uh, he, I guess, demands that he get a heart, basically. He's like, you know, sunset's coming, and the heroes are going to be leaving, and I want to leave. You know, get me a heart. So, he has a little, um, I guess, not leverage, but um, something that he plans on trading for said heart. And that thing is Pandora's box, which I feel like we've seen Pandora's box before, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was where uh, Pan kept in Pan's body was... Okay. Pretty yeah. Big part in season. Well, not a pretty huge part, but it did play a big part in season three. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Was was why the fuck he need that though? Like, why can't he just carry her? 
that's my whole thing, and I was actually going to bring that point up, and I was going to ask you all about it. Oh, oh. Why does he need to trade anything with Pam? Can't he just, like, either cradle her or toss her over his shoulders or something? I have an idea. Uh-huh. Okay, We're waiting with bated <laughs> breath. What if it's like when you're going through a portal that you open with a magic beam that you have to think of where you're going? And she's unconscious, so if she was thrown to a portal... So she'll just be floating in the portal <laughs> yeah. until she wakes yes. up. She'll be lost forever. Like, she'll have no... Like, she won't be thinking of where she wants to go, so she'll just either end up in a random place or she'll never get there. And that's why he has to take her in a different vessel. But he can't just send her through by herself. Okay, that's interesting. And, um... I'm trying to think if we've ever seen an unconscious person go through a portal. When Who? He was unconscious? Remember? He was shot and he was pushed into one of the magic bean things by that But he, no, he was, he was still, still conscious. conscious. Yeah. He, he no. Just, he was he trying to follow tomorrow. He no. Remember he was sent back into the enchanted forest because the last thing he thought of was like the enchanted forest before like he like passed out inside of the thing and that's why he was passed out the entire time did so he it, think about it or was he randomized there uh he was randomized there he woke up and he's like shit i'm in the enchanted forest like he, dr he like right before he passed out he he said that he thought of it so okay I, what I, about also made marion Although we ended up finding out that it was Zelina in disguise. Yeah, so... It's also a different kind of portal. That was to a different time, not a different place. Like, remember, time portal... We need, like, a list of portal logic. <laughs> Henry needs to write a book. He does, <laughs> now that he can. Write a book. Yeah. Alright, so... Pan and Gold make this deal. He, Pan gets a heart, and uh, Gold gets Pandora's box. So as the others wait for Emma and Hook, Henry and Regina decide that they should help with everyone's unfinished business, those that are trapped in the underworld. You know, Now that uh, Hades isn't going to be there to sort of use them as his chess pieces they should be able to freely have their unfinished business resolved and depart from the underworld regina also convinces robin who shows up he gets their message what the message was who the hell knows but he shows up with uh, babyhood and uh, regina convinces robin to give the baby over to Selena so that she and Hades can take care of her and step through the portal together before it shuts. Oh, that but, pissed me off so fucking much. But before anything else can happen, you know, he takes a moment to compose himself and gold arrives and uh robin's like what and gold is like i need your heart baby and he uh, <laughs> just like shoves that. his hand into robin's chest and pulls out his heart and he's like don't worry you'll never remember, remember this <laughs> yeah. and in that moment i was like i'm turning this off goodbye world i left but no i came well, there back you go. 
but so Priscilla, your thoughts on babyhood? That's and the decision. That's bullshit. Like, what kind of? He's avoiding this woman because like he's she, she did a terrible thing to him, and he's right to like keep the child away. Like, I, she's just a bad influence, and now you're telling her. You're, now you're telling him no. You have to give it back to this woman, and you have to stick with me. Like I thought it was the most bullshit thing like to ever like tell him no wonder he left all pissed off and like holding his head because he was stuck between a rock and a hard place he's stuck in hell he wants to help the woman he loves but he doesn't want to leave his child to this monster like to two monsters to Hades and Zelina like no this is awful but things have changed. I mean, unfortunately, Robin has been in the forest, so he hasn't <laughs> necessarily been there to experience what has happened. Because a lot has happened in a short amount of time. So I get where Regina's coming from, but I do completely understand where Robin Hood's coming from as well. Because like, when he left, everyone was anti-Zelina. And not that everyone is Team Zelina now, but at least they're a little bit more understanding to Zelina, even though they are a bit weary of Hades. I just I just really liked that um, he actually kind of stood up for himself for a little bit and was just kind of like, what? Are you insane? Why? And I also kind of want to know, like, how did he know to get to that, that place? Like, well, exactly. We don't know what the message was. He's been in the forest forever, and somehow, like this, w this baby's been in the forest with him. But she's clean and awesome, and I'm like, Robin, and she's not crying. Exactly. <laughs> like the diapers are clean. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you saw the little baby like holds like its little like hand out and is like hi to everyone? Like that was a cute baby. It was a really cute baby. Do a good job with casting. These are nice babies. They're not like. <laughs> No, but you're picking out nice-looking babies the whole time. Like, it doesn't have to be the same baby. Good breeders. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Uh, like, there was a running rumor, like, throughout the series that, like, Robin was gonna die. So when Rumpel just comes and takes his heart, I was like... Oh, let this me sit back it. and have my popcorn moment because he won't die. Oh my god. I this was like, no. Me. I was like, no. Okay, him dying, I don't care, but not Rumpa. Don't kill him, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was. Oh god. Was like, if you thought Rumpa was hated already. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I can't take this shit anymore. I'm gonna turn this off. But I was like, no, I gotta see what's the end result. It's okay, like, Robin doesn't really matter. <laughs> if you had to take a heart... Hashtag well damn. If you had to take a heart, he was in the forest this entire season. Nobody missed him. Nobody like, you can just take him. Him? Yeah, pretty much. That's so sad, though. Yeah, it's true. So, elsewhere, Henry in his role as the author, successfully helps the residents of the underworld complete their unfinished business by basically writing their stories and filling them in on what their unfinished business is. I mean, who knew Stealthy had all this resentment against Bashful? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We get some revelations here. 
That was a nice shout out though. Like, oh, I I didn't expect that came out of nowhere. I even I forgot you existed. That was nice. Oh, I didn't. I like stealthy. It was great. It was. But before Henry can finish his unfinished business of giving everyone their unfinished businesses, Cruella arrives. Basically, vermin, scatter. And uh, she's like, I can't have you doing this. I need to rule over these residents of the underworld. I'm going to be queen once Hades leaves. And with the help of the blind witch, who still has a grudge against Regina, tricking the children into killing her in her own oven, they uh, the blind witch curses them, or at least uses a spell to trap them inside of the library so that the heroes must stay in the underworld and they can't make it to the uh, Portal. Dun, dun, dun. I want to see a side a side story with just Cruella and the Blind Witch because they look fun. They yes. really do. <laughs> the Blind Witch even had a you know a brand new outfit, Plus, or at least a cloak. Oh yeah, that she did was not look brand up. new. That fucking cloak looks like the shit you find at like the back of a flea market. That's some crazy. <laughs> well, do work. you think the Chinatown. underworld has a Macy's? <laughs> Who knows? Waffles place. She has magic. <laughs> she can make her own damn rags. She should have like a gumdrop outfit or something. <laughs> oh god, no! This is not like the Candyland forest. Mm -mm, no. Yes, she likes candy. No, she likes children. <laughs> well, she likes to use the candy for the children. And now that Mila's not there to take care of the children, she's got a whole buffet. That's true. She's got. Why are you stressed out, blind witch? Just, just go eat children. Nobody's guarding them from you now. Like I mean, they're dead, so <laughs> no one's getting hurt. That means it's light. Children light. No one's getting hurt. <laughs> 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 well, damn. Let's check in on Emma and Hook. They uh, venture down... And they start searching for the ambrosia, but right before they can enter where the ambrosia is, Emma has to physically weigh her heart to see if she is worthy. So she places her heart on a scale, but, uh, you know, nothing happens. But all of a sudden, you know, she has this pain in her chest. And, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Hook tries to grab the heart, but he catches fire. And so Emma's left with a Sophie's Choice ordeal save her heart or save hook and hook's like save your heart dearie save your heart my love but she chooses sure she chooses to save hook and she grabs him and i don't know what she planned on doing but <laughs> <laughs> to put the fire out with her with her bosom or something <laughs> yeah no she Great. she she dive bombed and took him out of the fire like that made sense to yeah. me i like Mm -hmm. We're gonna, like, pat I the guess. fire out, you know, stop, drop, and roll. There yeah, you go. Exactly. She was. She, she didn't roll that much, but <laughs> it was the right choice because the door opens and she is deemed worthy. But once they enter, and after they discover that apparently they are true love, they discover that the ambrosia tree and all of the ambrosias that were there are dead and uh, dried up. 
and it seems as if Hades probably chopped down the tree after Orpheus and Eurydice successfully escaped the underworld to make sure that no one else would be able to escape ever again. <sighs> so, of course, can, can they I just suspect... one uh -huh. thing? I love ones for being able to, like, play around with fairy tales, but they usually keep to, like, the core of, like, what the fairy tale really is. But Orpheus and Eurydice is a completely different story than the one that they put there. Like, I really wish they would have used, like, Cupid and Psyche, because it sounds more like it. And that whole, like, ambrosia tree thing, I'm like, did we go to another sort of mythology where it's, like, Yggdrasil and, like, the the apples of immortality and shit? Because... What the fuck is going on here? Like, I hate, like, the little part of me that that, that loves fucking mythology hated this part. God, I, no, details. Makes me mad. That's it. Awesome. Well, there you go. So, the two suspect that Hades is preventing them from returning to Storybrooke, and around the same time, Regina's like, the blind witch has like half-baked, uh, you know, magical powers. There's no way she could have done this. And so then she realizes that, uh-oh, Hades must have hooked them up with the powerful spell to uh, trap them in the library. Hades does not want us to leave the underworld. And so as the portal opens up, Hades convinces a reluctant Zelina to go through you know she's like we need to wait we need to wait we need to wait for my sister and blah 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 but Hades is like no you know they'll be here and we need to go through and the baby and all this kind of stuff and uh, so uh, they end up going through the portal first elsewhere we have Rumpelstiltskin and Peter Pan and uh, Pan is like give me the heart Give me the heart. And Gold is like, Papa, this takes a little <laughs> bit of time. You know, you can't rush it. And so then Panda's finally like, you know, the world, the 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 underworld is shaken. You know, the portal's gonna be closing. Come on, it's time. And so Gold restores uh, the the this Robin Hood heart into Pan, but Pan's like this doesn't feel the same and so then gold is like well i knew that you or your shadow would be following me so i just made it seem like i took robin hood's heart but i gave his heart back and i made a replica and this replica is filled with water from the river of lost souls uh, and so he's basically like villains don't deserve happy endings and you don't get one either papa and so he throws him on the floor, and he sort of, I don't even know what you would call it, because he didn't really liquefy, he sort of riverified, Perish. it looked like he was turning into the river or something. It's interesting. <laughs> he turned into foam, like, bubbled Weird. out. Yeah. He just perished. Yeah. I wish that he would have turned into what uh, Auntie M turned into. Ugh. I, I, I'm glad to have only seen it once this season. That was gross. That was yeah. spectacular. This was some cool CGI effect, though. It was neat. You yeah. did a good job. I agree. And so, uh, down in the depths of the underworld, uh, knowing that 
there is no other way to bring him back to the living. Oh. Hook wants Emma to go on without him oh. and is like, you know, those walls that I broke down for you, baby, don't put them back up. <laughs> you know, keep, keep your walls down. Let the love in. Oh. And so they decide that it's time to say goodbye. And she's like, you know, just promise me don't let me be your unfinished business. Don't wait for me here. Move on to the better place. Step into the light, K- Carol Ann. Step into the light. You've never seen Poltergeist? Oh no, Katie doesn't do horror. Sorry. <laughs> she's like, okay. dying in the background. Holy shit, she's like, no. No. I know, right? Step into, step into the light, Ash. <laughs> Step into the light, Ash. And so she agrees not to put up her emotional armor. And she steps into the elevator. And they kiss through the bars. And then they hold each other's hands. But the elevator starts going up. And they hold on until he can't hold on any longer. Because he only has one hand. (laughs) I was like, let her go or else she's going to lose a hand. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my god, good job, Eva. Two points. That was great. Thank you, thank you. So before we continue on Ash, I have a feeling you have a lot to say. Oh my god. Why? Why? mm, Without saying too much, it's... I know once upon a time, everything has to get better from here. And I was watching this scene and I was like, they're totally gonna get out of there. Like, okay, this is it. This is the this is the episode where Hook can finally return to the land of the living, and then, and like, I consciously felt that I had hope in my body. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, there's still hope. Like, yeah, we're gonna do this. Yeah, come on. And then that scene happened, and I felt the hope physically drain from my body. Like, what? What? That is so uh, sad. Yeah, like, Adam, Eddie, why? (laughs) Why? Oh my god. That's how powerful that scene was. That a show where you know that there's always going to be a happy ending, one way or another, and for you to lose all hope from that scene, it it was that powerful to me. Katie. Okay. <laughs> What's going on here? This is dark show. My Gosh. OTP. Why? Why you do this? They were both just... crying. Oh my gosh, Jennifer and Colin did great. And me and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the world now too. Okay, we're all dead. <laughs> that little that little bit oh, where he's reaching for it like for her hand and they've already like they already can't touch anymore and he's just kind of holding on like kind of like grasping his hand for like the last bit of warmth that might be left there like oh my god when he he like he's on his tiptoes to kiss her hand before he can't do it anymore and mm-hmm. then let's go and it oh my god that was beautiful her hand and oh my god i was ugly crying like oh my god that was that was gorgeous that was a beautiful moment question question is y'all okay no no No. the feels 
Oh, please, when stuff happens to Rumble, like, you aren't crying. Hey, 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 at least, I, I'm alone, though. I don't have anyone to cry with. I think it's because only cried once. Fox no, 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 no. three times. Come on. Big turn to Eva. So much what? shit happens to Rumpel that she's fucking used to it. Like, yeah, shit on so much as a couple. Like, I feel s like this is why like her heart is hard for like hardships. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm drinking tea. This is some good tea. <laughs> I'm fucking like Ash and me and Katie are dying over here. Poppy Chula. Okay, but like. <laughs> How many? This is like the third time Emma's had to say goodbye to a lover. Like, Graham died in her arms. Neil died in her arms. Hooks dying. Died twice. Died three times. Her, three. Memoir is, her memoir will be titled. How has he died three times? He died in the fake world. That doesn't count. That was the fake world. Yeah, but he still died. It was still, she remembers. She still had to watch it. Yeah. It was fake. She's still oh, experienced it. Do you not remember the whole scene? Like, I just watched my the man that I love die. Like, it still uh, affected everybody. Yeah, but she knew it wasn't the real one. It wasn't the real one until they fixed it. It yeah. was going to be the real one. Just happy. At that point, it was that the real one. Have, you have to admit, like, she she's seen him die so many times, but it, it never gets... It, it never... Yeah, it's never... Sticks. Well, it's never use, oh. useful to her. Like, God, really, like, she said goodbye so many times to people. God, stop it. Just stop it. Although, I know. Like, I, is, like, this curse on her or something. It's so sad. I love what the, the promise they made to one another. Both that, 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 basically, that they both should move on. Like, that they love mm -hmm. each other, but that they want what's best for one another. To not wait. <laughs> that is nice like I, I fucking hate the whole true love shit where in like <laughs> d in books where they're like i'll wait for you forever i'll never be with anybody else like you what you want is for your person to be happy and they both wanted that 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 was a beautiful part of the uh, of that moment i like i it appreciate was it. Oh. <laughs> as ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっ
burst through the spell and they're able to leave the library. Henry ends up leaving behind the underworld version of the Once Upon a Time story book because he's like, they'll be able to find it. You know, they'll be able to find their unfinished business. <clears throat> and um, they head on over to uh, the uh, cemetery, like right after Gold arrives with a uh, Pandora's boxified bell. And he walks through the uh, clock tower portal so after he walks through the heroes arrive everyone rushes through and uh, Emma you know she like she was about to walk in but she walks back out and uh, David you know grabs her and and he's like I know you know this isn't what you wanted to happen but you did all you could do and you know we have to go Emma we have to go and Emma basically is like you know I this this leather jacket is my armor and um before it was used to not let people in but now I know that I need to use this to make sure I protect all the ones that I love and she heads through the portal like just in time because literally right after she stepped in turns back into a clock tower Dun, dun, dun. A part of me is just kind of like, hurry up, bitch. You can't sit there and fucking wait. Like, cross that portal. Like She had to make an emotional speech. I thought, like, for sure that, like, David was going to step through and then it was going to, like, close. And be like, oh, dang. Well, I guess I'm stuck here now. <laughs> Could you imagine if it would have closed with, like, David's hand sticking Oh, my in? God. <laughs> yes. He loses a hand, too. <laughs> or Everyone having some more... Or having some more feels moments by seeing like Hook stare at her like as she as she goes away for the last time, just pans to him by himself in the place. No, I <laughs> no. Uh, I just I just wanted to say that to hear Ash like with why does it cause more pain? <laughs> no. Lord, Ash is an emotional mess. Love, she is. Yo, yo, if, if if it was your OTP, you'd feel the same way. I don't really have an OTP exactly. on the show, and I'm not really a person that believes in OTPs like you do. <laughs> to be fair, like the Swan Queen referring, like oh god, I'm not a teenage girl. That was oh, you know, okay. fool me. I know, oh. right? <laughs> no, but like right when when Regina finds out, yeah, we can't take we can't take um, Hook with us. She's like, okay, whatever. Next. Let's get out of here. She's like, I got you, my boo, Emma. Uh huh. Yes! <sighs> Swan Queen fans were fucking rejoicing in this episode. <laughs> this is like the best thing ever. The only thing that could have topped it is if Robin had died. Like, <laughs> no, not my, my Rumpel. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't oh, want Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, that was the beautiful episode. I sigh and shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Ava has no chill. <laughs> no. So any final thoughts on the episode as a whole? It was so beautiful. Oh my goodness. It was very angsty and like very tragic, but I have hope, but I'm so sad at the same time. I can't even 
I can't describe my feelings. It was a good episode. Good flashback. Good emotional Captain Swan scenes. Good uh, other scenes. <laughs> Lots of stuff happening. Good other scenes. You know. You mean the scene where <laughs> Captain Swan had sex? <laughs> what? I must have missed these scenes. Dang. <laughs> Under the ambrosia tree. I totally. <laughs> Oh my Under God. the tree is where uh, yeah, just, like, Captain Hook got some wood. What? <laughs> you and I had a sex with a dead guy. <laughs> That's gross. Hater. They <laughs> <laughs> oh went to hell and got nothing for it. I'm just not even a T-shirt. I'm just disappointed in Henry. I'm like, Henry, what the fuck? Just go. He's sitting there with a table. I'm gonna write everyone's unfinished business. Like, Well, oh! they had to wait for the people. No, you don't write random people's unfinished business. Go. Who cares? <gasps> Screw them up. He's a hero. Ava, you are a villain. Yeah. Jeez. I ain't, got I ain't going to finish business fix. <laughs> that was that was nice of, of Henry to actually use his author powers for something. Like, cause he's been fucking useless <laughs> for now. Like, <laughs> okay. I have to agree with that. <laughs> he was useless throughout. This I'm glad that they that they actually brought back like the pen and everything though, cause then it gives him something to do. Cause like when the pen got snapped in half in the real world, I was like, oh. Okay, well, there goes any relevant plot for Henry. And now he kind of has it, so. The pen is back. The pen is back. The pen is back. And Hook is gone. Bye bye. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Gosh! Uh. Chill! Find your chill! <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> This is a great episode. All kidding aside, like this is a great episode for practically every pairing, and it was just—it was fun. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm just. I'm just glad that Rumpel didn't kill Robin Hood. <laughs> and <laughs> that was a big, big thing for me. I was like, holy shit. Okay, if we're gonna have no chill on something, though, Rumpel tried True Love's Kiss and failed. But here's the thing. He tried it twice. He tried it twice. <laughs> yep. When is the second time? Third time's a charm. I have hope. <laughs> Why would True Love's Kiss take three times, though? I'm just saying, because Hades and Zelina did it just once. Because nowadays, you can pop it anywhere without having the magic beads. (laughs) Or you can be true love with anyone. It's it's not complicated anymore. I just don't know why it's complicated for them. I don't know. It's interesting, though. I don't know. Alright, people, so now it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. Remember the rule? If someone states an MVP that was your choice, 
you have to change it, but you can give it a shout out. So we're going to start off with Ava. <laughs> well, it's kind of obvious. I'm going to say <laughs> Emma Swan. Because for not killing Robin. <laughs> well, yeah. I was bragging about that all the time, but I <laughs> Emma Swan because what I love the last scene of her, how she turns back, how she's like this jacket uh, showed me. Uh, it was an armor for me to close myself, kind of like from love, and now it has become a symbol of protecting the loved ones. So I really like part. It was one of my favorite parts. So yeah, Emma Swan. Well, there you go. Katie, your MVP and why? I'm going to choose another obvious one, maybe? I'm going to choose Hook. Because... <laughs> because he recognized that, you know, no matter what they did, he wasn't going to be able to go back. And wasting time, wasting precious time when she could get back to the upper world was not worth it. And... You know, he told her not to stay hung up on him to move on and be happy. And it was just really beautiful and just good job, you know, for not causing her to stay down there, I guess, longer. Or give her hope that wasn't going to be fulfilled, I guess you can say. So, good job. All right now, Priscilla, your MVP and why? Ladies, I liked that... <laughs> he he came up with like this intricate plan that like nobody like put the pieces together until the very end when it had already been enacted he got everything he wanted he got his true love's kiss he got his heart back he got his boo thing in his arm he got to leave the underworld and he just got away with it scot-free like no repercussions on him that was awesome and he and he inspired some of the best my favorite line from the part where when Emma was just kind of what why like that that's that scene is still one of my favorite parts so yes I'm gonna give it to Hades can I just say I love how the boothang thing that I say has like <laughs> taken hold of like a lot of the honor personalities and like yes. even on other shows copyright that people say boothang it's my favorite thing <laughs> I love it I am infecting all of you you just don't know it <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go next because I love making Ash suffer. <laughs> and I'm going to pick Cleo. Damn it! <laughs> I knew you were going to pick it. That, and now I want to know what Ash picks just because. <laughs> Why the fuck do I always get it? It's so good. I am the Ash Whisperer. <laughs> Maybe I am a teenage girl deep down inside. That's how I know Ash. Chicks want to know one. I know, right? We'll do our nails later. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> okay. I picked Cleo because even though we just met her this one episode, and even though she just died in this one episode, <laughs> we got the chance to get to know her. And we got to the chance to see Emma really bond with her, even though it was only over the course of maybe two days. And... um I don't know, she just had such a strong impact on Emma's life. So much so that, I mean, she was a hot mess before Cleo. She was robbing convenience stores, and she was uh, really out of control, and like so emotional and focused on finding 
what happened to her as far as like why she was abandoned and who her family is that Cleo just had such a great influence on her I mean it really changed her life overnight literally I mean she ended up becoming a Bale's bonds per Bale's bond person because of Cleo and uh, she sort of like put herself on like the right path just because of this interaction with this woman and uh, she even got her classic epic red leather jacket because of Cleo so uh, I enjoyed Cleo and I wish we would have seen more of her that we would have seen her before because uh, she was a really strong character and I like the influence that she had the positive influence that she had over Emma Swan Ash, your MVP? Henry. If for nothing yeah. else, then out of everybody in the group, this kid has the most hope out of everybody. He has taken on from both of his mothers the whole thing of we can help everybody. We have like we have to do it. That's what we're here to do. Like this is our job. Like no one else can do it. And he leaves the book behind saying people will find it. Uh, like had the the saying right through my mind if you build it they will come like if you write it they will read it so he gave everybody in the underworld the chance and i feel like somebody like cruella is gonna find that book and try to destroy it but we always have hope thanks to henry well there you go did you literally just pull henry out your ass although that's a weird visual <laughs> oh my god my god Yes and no. I always have backups. <laughs> and Cleo was my backup, so... Oh, who did you have before? It was Hook? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> I love how you didn't yell at uh, Katie. Well, no, I love Katie. She's Aww. your ginger sister. Yeah. And we, Although uh, you're a, a fake ginger. Swan Gingers girls, are like... taking over. <laughs> yes, well, she's are. a fake ginger. But that's... Yeah, shut up. <laughs> no well, one needs to know. <laughs> oh, she's a ginger in a bottle. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm Christina Aguilera. <laughs> sing no. something. Well, yeah, if you can sing. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> rub you the right way. Uh, uh, ew. <laughs> okay. That's the song, Ash. You stepped into that one. Katie, save us <laughs> yeah. with some spoilers. Yep. Spoilers! <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episode Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, as always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit our website at storybookmirror.com. As always, we're going to have all the recent promotional photos, press releases, upcoming episodes, any bit of um, spoilers that come out. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of articles coming out in the next few weeks kind of previewing the uh, finale. So you're definitely going to want to keep tabs on that. So with that said... We love promotional photos. Yeah, what did you say? We love promotional photos. Oh, <laughs> yes we do. Promotional photos are fabulous. So there are actually some promotional photos 
next this next episode's coming up on Sunday, which you can see at our site. Um, there's also a press release, which I'll read in a little bit. But there have been some spoilers for the finale. TV Line did their regular May sweeps preview and finale spoilers. Um, in their pre-finale section, a lot of the stuff that they mentioned already did happen in this last episode. But they also, here's what they say about the next episode coming up. They said, Regina and Robin team up to take someone down. Henry's power as the author plays a huge part in the proceedings. We meet Hades' brother Zeus, and a current coupling maybe won't last the season. So that's coming up dun, in the dun, next. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, dang it! Uh, yeah, I know so, who it is. Yeah, same. I'm really sad. Granny and Geppetto break up. Oh Jesus Christ! Dang it! Because she would have put out. <laughs> But she He's loved playing him. with his meatloaf. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? We're moving on to the season finale spoiler. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> Priscilla me. liked that visual. Fuck that shit. Oh, God, that's a terrible <laughs> Oh, my word. This is the best spoiler section ever. <laughs> the You're the only one that thinks that. <laughs> Ava's eating it up. Oh my god! Okay, we're, we're for real moving on at this moment. Before things get any worse, if it's possible. We're gonna move on. We're still on the TV line, May Sweep's preview. Here's what they said about the finale. They said, in addition to tying up loose ends, like what happened to the Camelot people. The two-hour season-ender introduces Sam Witwer and Hank Harris in a storyline that tees up something new for season six, including ominous threats that are different from ones we've experienced before, according to Adam Horwitz. Black and white people. Land without color. <laughs> Steampunk Transylvania land. You're great. I hashtag... Dracula and Regina. Yay! <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think. Oh, also, E Online also did their spoiler rama section that they usually do, and they added to the entire thing that the season finale of Once Upon a Time will see the arrival of someone new. And the return of someone old as our heroes' faith in each other and in magic itself is put to the ultimate test. And Jennifer Morrison followed that up by saying the person returning is someone we would never expect. Well, let's see if we can expect it. Who do we think it is? August. <sighs> if for nothing else than to wonder where he went. He turned into wood. No. Did... What? Yeah, what? Did he? No, we don't. I don't know. Where is August? <laughs> I know. We haven't seen that. him since the Evil Queen, since the 4A arc. Right? Or 4, 4B? 4A. 4B. 4B. Was it. Oh, it was 4B. Queen's I thought, I thought it was yeah. that. Yeah, it was 4B. 
and he just disappeared. But according to the actor who plays him, he did. They did um, kind of let him off because he wanted to be there for the birth of his child. So he kind of got off the show so he could enjoy those moments as a family. So that's kind well, that's of why nice. his character, you know, didn't really get tied up in the his character's arc. Didn't get tied up in the best way. Uh, yeah. So who do we think it could be? Anyone? Any other guesses from Jefferson. the peanut gallery? Oh, I would love Jefferson, but Maleficent or Lily? Oh, that's true. Stuff tied up. Hmm. Ava, that's true. do you have a guess? Ava Ava's just, guess is Merlin. I would say David Anders, but I don't know. Oh, Dr. Whale. Yeah, because if we're going to go to oh, steampunk Transylvania, yeah. he has to come back. He has been hinting that but he might. Did he yes. have a baby, though? He was mm-hmm. on iZombie. No, he's on iZombie. Yeah, he's on iZombie. Because it's not him, then. Damn it. But it could be. I hope so. Because they filmed in the same place. Yeah, they do. It's not a big deal. That tweet he said before, where it's just kind of like, if you want the doctor back, I'll give you the doctor back. Like, I. I, It's probably him. Like, Eva's probably right. I hope it's him. Do you know Eva? Because if that means. That I I would be right. No, I don't. I don't. It was probably kept under, like, you know. They don't want anyone to Raps. know. True. But I Maybe it's it Jafar. Holy shit! Yes, please. Jafar yeah. would be rad. And this, I, yes. I, I, I and not only would he be Jafar, he would be Genie Jafar. Dang, he can take him down everyone. I could see Jafar because they're promoting the Alice in Wonderland, like the second movie. And usually when like the movie comes out, like they come out with the characters like Frozen and Brave, like so I could totally but see Alice and Genie and and Jafar coming back. If it's Jekyll and Hyde though, that's my only like does that it doesn't really tie together. Mm-hmm. That's true. It that sucks, means but I want black and Jafar white steampunk to Transylvania land. That's true. We have so many people we want it to be. <laughs> yes. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. There just be someone be exciting, not somebody that we're like, oh, okay. It's Granny! <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, that's no, I would be happy with Granny, although she's not magical. She's magical in my eyes, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. <laughs> Hashtag leave Granny alone. It's true. Leave Granny. <laughs> so... Yep, that's all the spoilers, basically, that we have so far. Um, But we do have the press release for the next episode. And the the title of the next episode is Last Rites, and it was written by Jerome Schwartz. So this is what it reads. Emma, David, Regina, Robin, and Henry are finally back home in Storybrooke and reunited with Snow. But, unfortunately, they still have to contend with Hades, who continues to deceive Zelina as he lays out his plan to use the all-powerful Olympian Crystal to take over the town. The heroes desperately search for a way to defeat Hades, while Hook does the same in the Underworld, looking for those missing storybook pages. 
Regina and Robin take a more direct approach, which culminates in an epic showdown that will leave our heroes forever changed. And just a quick note, the guest lists on this thing is humongous. Like, all of the dwarves are back. Granny's back. Yay. Blind Witch is there. Uh, Yay. Deville is there. Friar Tuck is there. Little John is there. Uh, Roland is there. Mo French... Bell's father is there. Ooh, and then, kiss, baby. as a super interesting note, Merida and King Arthur are there too. Oh, but no shit. Guinevere, so she will be a stand in. Yeah. Nobody cares. Her. <laughs> so it looks like we will definitely be getting a wrap up on their entire story thing, which is exciting. And Zeus. And Ze- oh my gosh, I totally just skipped right over him. Uh, Zeus is also in this episode. Who's and he's Zeus? attractive. Some David hot dude. Hoff- Some hot dude. David oh. Hofflin is playing him. So. Yep. Lots of exciting. We're going to have a packed episode. Yeah. Because especially if they do what they've done in the past, where the two hour season finale is kind of like a standalone-ish episode that sets up the next season. That means that they're going to have to defeat Hades in this episode. There's a major death in this episode. Hook will probably have to find a way to return to Storybrooke in this episode. And um, what else? Like, they're going to wake up Belle in this episode. Yeah, tie up the Camelot thing. They're going to tie up the Camelot thing in this episode. That's a whole lot of stuff that they're going to fit into an episode. Once getting shit done. Dang. But all in one episode, it's like, no, too fast. Wait, (laughs) my mind is not that fast. Well, I don't mind if, if they end up doing something spectacular in the two hours. True, it's true. Well, we know they're in New York in the two hours. That I know for sure. And there's these mysterious brothers that uh, Ava was flirting with. I'm so excited for that. (laughs) I was totally flirting with them. The hot one is really hot. What? Dang. Mm -hmm. I love it. So that's it for all the spoilers in this section. Um, real quick, gonna go. <laughs> wow, real quick, I'm going to go over the ratings for this past Sunday's episode. It stayed steady with last week's initial 1.2 in the demographics, and it also got 3.81 million viewers. So. It's doing well. It's staying steady, which is great. It's not dipping at all, which is good. So hopefully for the na- for the finale, maybe we can pick up another tenth in the demographic, or at least stay steady. So crossing our fingers for that. I agree. Hopefully. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. 
email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Papichulo Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a wonderful night. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. night. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night.